Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to WISE. As always, thank you so much for tuning in today. Full disclosure, right off the bat, let's talk about the consistency of this podcast. So as I said in the last episode, I was going to do YouTube videos in addition to this podcast, and I found that to be a huge barrier to entry for me. And I found myself, you know, because right now I'm recording this on a Saturday night, I don't need to be dressed up, I don't need to worry about lighting, and I found myself in needing to do the videos just having huge barriers to record in terms of, oh, the lighting is bad outside, or I need to get dressed and ready because this is going on video. So my new goal is to gain some more weekly consistency with the podcast on audio. And then once I have a couple months of consistency there, bring back the episodes in the fashion that I like, which is at least once a week then we will start doing video. And this is just a lesson in general to make things easier on yourself and to notice your tendency to perhaps bite off more than you can chew and then come back to what is actually realistic. Because the truth is, I love this podcast. I love recording. I love talking to you like this. And for those of you that reach out to me and tell me how much it means to you too, those of you that you know, kindly say, where's the episode? <laughs> It's it really means so much to me and I love doing it and I really, 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 you know, want to keep it going. And I actually in the next few weeks I'm going to be changing the name. And the reason for that is because, you know, the reason that I named it wise, women introverts, sensitives, and empaths, is because that is usually who listens to this show. That's what I am. It's likely what you are. Uh, A lot of people find this podcast through search. You know, they might search like empath podcast or highly sensitive podcast or something. And that's not going to change, but I do want it to have more, have a name. I already know the name. I will reveal it in the next, hopefully month or so. Once I get the artwork done and the new song and the new intro and all of that stuff. And I think it's also just a testament to fresh starts and new levels in life and particularly new levels of business. I really feel myself going or having been in kind of like a, you know, a phase where that was just a little bit more inward, a little bit more like hibernating a little bit, uh, just to kind of like reconvene and do just a little bit of like internal thinking, which is something that I do from time to time. But because I know that podcasts are something that like you look forward to every week, I'm sure it must have felt like, okay, where is it? (laughs) 
like she said, the episode is coming. Where is it? And it's better for me because this is a relationship, right? It's better for me to just be honest and truthful about kind of where I was at in the last, you know, long time and, you know, really lowering the barrier to entry now, really doing a new name that encompasses what the show really is, which is, you know, a food podcast. But it really is about contentment and fulfillment and having this type of personality of, you know, being an empath and a sensitive. And what does that mean for satisfaction and the type of life that you want to live and purpose? And it's so multifaceted. Uh, And that's why I want a name that really encompasses what is really the essence of a food show that has these other surrounding topics. And we're going to be bringing in more topics and guests as time goes on. I really want to be able to talk about like codependency and relationships, even stuff like aging and societal expectations and bucking the norm, living outside of the status quo, like doing whatever you want uh, with the bandwidth that you have and, you know, the resources that you have. And there's so many ways to do that. So many different ways that that could look. And I like to be kind of an example of like me choosing to live a life that is a little bit unconventional, a little bit different, having been on a very, um, let's say, quote unquote, normal path and not being fulfilled by that. So I'm really excited for all of that. And I can't wait. And I just am very grateful for your patience. And I am excited to continue to bring the episodes. I already have all of the topics and stuff now that I don't have to worry about the video, at least for right now. Um, A couple things that are coming up in the business. The first thing is that Noteworthy, my 16-week online business coaching group mentorship is opening up again soon and it's going to be starting on March 21st and it is a small group. We already have two people confirmed for this next round. I really want to focus on community for this next round um, and I'm only going to be accepting four to six people. So it would likely be better if you are in the beginning stages of business. Even if you're a little bit more advanced, that would be fine and great. We go over the basics of online business, but most importantly, it's a hybrid. You work with me one-on-one and you also get group calls and pretty much all of my business coaching content in order to create your business from scratch. Because for me, my growth has been obviously through food and body, but business has really been a huge theme for me in order to grow. Like those are my two vehicles of growth or business, body, uh, food, all of these things. And business really teaches you tenacity and determination, patience, grit, all of that stuff, especially having an online business, uh, which is a different animal. Any business is tough, right? Uh, But this is a whole other thing. And it's very personal and It has to do with authenticity and visibility, and I would love to help you. Uh, So I will be opening up applications for that soon, and I'll be talking about that over the next month on Instagram. I also have a new nutrition coaching offer that I can't wait to share with you. Um, I will be announcing it on this podcast sometime in the next few episodes, but it will be something that is more affordable. So in terms of one-on-one coaching, I understand that not everybody you know, has the means to afford that. And that's why I like to share a lot of free information, mostly on my newsletter and on Instagram. Um, But I wanted to provide something that would help you get results that was a little bit more hands-off. 
and something that would still allow you, you know, I have kind of like a, a proven formula, let's say, I hate that term in general, but I have a proven framework that I know works. Uh, and obviously, like even just saying those words, it has to be tailored to the individual. But that's part of the framework is being able to tailor and being able to be flexible and, you know, not be so rigid when it comes to um, eating. And that is my ultimate goal in order for you to get the results that you want, knowing that if you want to lose weight or feel any different with your nutrition, you're going to probably go look for it elsewhere and try to find information uh, in order to do that. And I want to be a resource where you can come to me and know that you will be taken care of, your needs will be prioritized, you will be put first and you will get results um, as needed, you know, in terms of like your body and what is going on with your body. Obviously, I'm very honest about timelines and stuff like that, but I can't wait to share that with you. Next cooking class will be um, in the on the first week of April, so I will be announcing that soon. And I'm also going to be doing an intuitive macros cert that will be coming this summer which I'm super excited about. And the first round or the next round of Intuitive Macros, the group coaching program will be starting the first week of May. So a lot of stuff happening in the business. I am feeling stretched in a good way right now. I'm also doing my, you know, my CPT, my certified personal trainer certification, which I can't wait to bring you strength workouts. Um, So yeah, a little bit of an update with the podcast and the business just because it's been a little while. And today's episode is something that I wrote a newsletter about a few weeks back. And I wanted to discuss it here a little bit more because I think that it's something that's really important. And that is all about dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter, a brain chemical. Dopamine is the brain chemical of pursuit and reward and motivation. So dopamine doesn't have to do with liking or pleasure, let's say. Those are opioids. uh, That's an opioid in the brain, that's what gives us those feelings of pleasure, like that rush of pleasure. But dopamine has to do with pursuit, reward, and motivation. And we're all ruled by dopamine, whether we know it or not, and whether we like it or not. It is what kind of rules our brains and rules our, again, our motivation for doing stuff. And as a sensitive person, I do not resonate with a lot of the advice out there in terms of, you know, like, how much we're told to, especially the advice that is tailored towards a sensitive person, which is like rest all the time, be passive, uh, don't really push yourself. That makes me feel like shit. Let me just be honest and, and real with you. And I'm sure perhaps you might relate to that. And it took me a really long time to accept that. And the reason that I talk about feeling good and wanting to feel good you know, every day and and live my life and stuff is because I felt like shit for so long. And I kind of got the food stuff under control and the movement stuff under control too. But when it comes to like the way that you live your life and the way that you plan out your day and 
feeling good throughout the day, especially as our world is changing and there's more technology, there's more stuff to do and look at and things to explore and stuff to eat and all of this stuff. Like how do we manage that stuff as a sensitive person so we can feel good, especially like stave off, is that even a phrase? Ward off things like comparison, perfectionism, uh, depression, all of these things that as if you've heard me talk about the this stuff before, it's like it's always doing pushups in the background waiting to get back in the game. So for me, feeling good, that is something that I show up for daily. It's something that I must act every single day. It's a habit. It's it's my commitment to myself. And I only know that because I didn't do it for so long. And I think I felt resentful for a long time about all of the action steps that needed to take each day in order to feel like myself, which is vibrant and alive and, you know, on purpose and like, like I'm really here for life, you know, and that takes more effort. It takes a lot of effort to do that. But me being upset about the effort doesn't change what is required. And I think the sooner that we can accept that, for me, it's just like easier to do these action steps because it feels worse to not do them, you know? So we'll be talking more about habits and consistency, but I think if we can start thinking of like the things that we must do every day in order to feel like ourselves and the other things that we have to manage, like I'm not about a monk life, right? Like I'm not about a life where I'm like never going to eat sugar or for me in particular, like I do like having a random drink rarely, but I, I will randomly do that. I like watching TV. I, I do like being on my phone, but I, for me, I need to manage those things. And I found a way to manage them that feels very good and very aligned that I think might help you. And this is what I wrote an email about, about a few weeks back. And it really comes down to really thinking about like, what is happiness? And what is fulfillment? And those things are different, right? Like, I think happiness is a way of living and a way of being and, and contentment. And fulfillment is is really feeling like at the end of the day, like you're living on purpose and you're feeling like you did. Like my friend Marcy Nevin says, like at the end of the day, when you put your head on the pillow, that you feel like you like showed up for yourself and your life and your job and your people. Uh, and those things like, are not easy a lot of the time, right? Like in order to feel fulfilled, it uh, it often behooves us to like manage our tendencies and even practice restraint sometimes. So as I speak about this with my own clients who, you know, might've lost weight and might've had a lot of like their food behaviors that were once comforting and soothing fall away, you're kind of left with this like space of like, oh, if, if I'm not interested in that behavior anymore, like, what's left? And then you're like, oh shit, like I just have to be up and close to life and up close and personal to life. And that is often, you know, like a form of recovery in a sense. Um, And we will talk about presence and all of, and like the deeper meaning of stuff a little bit later. And like what I believe is a true food solution uh, in a later episode. But I think working with dopamine and accepting the way that your brain is and using this framework that I'm going to introduce to you can be incredibly um, beneficial and productive. So 
dopamine is essentially what we feel like if you've ever pictured yourself like seeing somebody like your Instagram post or somebody DMing you or somebody commenting on a post or somebody texts you that you really like and have a crush on or something maybe even if like you're you still feel that for your partner if you see like a text come in you're like ooh, like it's their name uh, especially if they have like a different sound or something uh, it's still like ping like we feel like a little delicious ping in our brains when like we get a compliment or we take the first bite of something sugary and delicious like we just feel this little like zing in our brains I call that the little delicious ping and this thing is what I used to think happiness was like oh I just need to like fill myself with indulgence and drinking and parties and shopping and clothes and all of these things and what I realized is that like none of that stuff ever made me happy or fulfilled at the end of the day it doesn't mean that you still can't participate in those things I do have friends who like really love shopping and you know clothes and all of that stuff and I think that you can decide what is important to you. But I think the differentiating differentiating factor is like, are you doing that from a place of already being happy? That is very different than like depending on like a bag or a weight or a piece of clothing or, um, you know, a certain milestone in life in order to make you happy. The key is to just try to be happy and fulfilled already. And then these other things are like the cherry on top, right? So, when it comes to feeling dopamine, again, it's not really a liking neurotransmitter. It, And because of that, it keeps us in the pursuit. It keeps us in the wanting. We keep like hitting the behavior, trying to get that initial hit, even though it's never going to come. Like you've ever seen a dog, like when they... And like, honestly, the way, the way that our brains works, like, you know, about Pavlov's dog, uh, positive reinforcement, like our brains kind of work in the same way where like, if you see a dog learning how to, you know, like get a treat or something and they put their paw down on a button, they'll like maniacally press the button in order to get more treats. That's almost like what we're doing when we try to get more dopamine. Um, and the thing is that when we feel that little delicious ping, the first moment that we feel it is when it's going to be the most uh, enticing to us. It's going to be the most like, you know, exciting, like, Ooh, I, I feel it. It's awesome. Every little bit thereafter will, we will be getting less dopamine, even though our brains will be on the search for that initial delicious ping. This is a law of diminishing returns again, that first hit is going to be the strongest and then it diminishes thereafter. This is why like if you're eating a piece of chocolate cake, let's say, and you have the first bite and it's like, oh my God, so delicious. And then every subsequent bite thereafter is going to be less delicious. And yet our brains will keep wanting to eat in order to get that initial ping, even though it's never going to come again. And that's like, oh my gosh, once you start realizing this stuff, you can really start noticing and observing your brain because your brain's not going to change. But we can change our actions and we can become more aware of how our brains work. So again, the more we try to get the dopamine, the less dopamine we get. And this is just like Instagram in general, where Instagram and social media, uh, you have behaviors coming into, and I will do a whole episode on the phone and social media eventually, but we have behaviorists come in to design Instagram and social media to be like, 
a, a slot machine essentially where like you there's endless scrolling so like you open the app you get the delicious little ping when you open and you see all your notifications and then you just stay on refreshing refreshing over and over and over in a cycle of a really long time sometimes in order to try to get that initial one even though you're never going to get it again so it's like you just stay in this cycle of liking and of sorry not of liking of wanting and pursuit and motivation but again we can work with it in order to kind of capitalize the way that we are um, and we can use it to our advantage and the way that I kind of separate um, the types of dopamine that are productive for me and the types of dopamine that aren't because we also get dopamine from like doing a workout and and that keeps us motivated to do stuff right we also get dopamine from like crossing stuff off of a to-do list so knowing that I'm going to want all types of dopamine productive dopamine and other types of dopamine we can start separating activities and habits in a way that maximizes our day and allows us to feel our absolute best so I've started to separate my actions and I you know what you can do is kind of look at this for your own life with either high effort high dopamine activities or low effort high dopamine activities and High effort, high dopamine activities are things like working out, long walks, getting work done, uh, tasks, delayed gratification, journaling, reading, creating, meal prepping or batch cooking, getting dressed, showering, doing your hair and makeup. Like Those are all things that make you feel good and they all take effort. And for me, this is what true fulfillment is. It's like participating in these things, knowing that like when I wake up in the morning, especially I think it's harder for us for, you know, for those of us that work from home, especially if you have your own business because like you're in charge of yourself. Uh, I find that I must do these high effort, high dopamine activities in order for me to be happy and they have to involve effort. And on the other side, we have low effort, high dopamine activities, which are things like scrolling, online shopping, staying in your PJs or your bed, eating sugar, eating processed food, instant gratification, puzzles, or TV, Netflix, stuff like that. So if I start my day with low effort, high dopamine, I tend to feel crappy for the rest of the day. I tend to like start in this like low energy state and it it kind of can sometimes go downhill from there. I can pick myself up and like do what's every, I work every single day. So like I am still, even if I'm like not in a positive or energized state, I will still get my stuff done. But it just like doesn't feel the same. It doesn't have the same vibe and the same energy as me starting the day with these like high dopamine activities I or high effort activities. So I think of like um, Cinderella and like, Gus and all of those little characters like in the birds singing and playing like that's how I feel when I like work out and get things done early and stay focused and read versus doing these other activities which like don't make me feel good. Uh, So for me the high effort high dopamine things are the things that again bring me really big happiness and fulfillment and low effort high dopamine activities do bring calm but only when two things only when I do them later in the day, after I've already expended effort, and when I practice them with restraint. That's the only way that I can 
do them with without like sacrificing myself in some way, like my well-being. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm 100% perfect. I might find myself scrolling in the morning or whatever it is. But the thing is that I'm not doing it for a long time because my brain is very sensitive in the morning. So that's the differentiator here that we must, in order to feel good, we must expend effort, a lot of effort to get these things done. And dopamine that isn't that doesn't involve effort is kind of problematic for our brain uh, because then we just get in this loop of like oh I didn't have to do much and I'm like getting the little ping whereas after I do a workout I mean it's like fireworks in my brain I feel amazing and awesome and that only happens because there's effort involved and like the ping is more delicious when you put effort in but like if you wake up in that state and you immediately go towards these activities, it's going to kind of set you up for uh, times in the day where it's going to be harder to expend effort if you started with low effort dopamine. Because like your brain's getting the reward. So it's like, why would I need to put an effort if I'm still getting it? Even though we will find ourselves in that loop of like, well, I'm staying in bed and now I'm scrolling and now I'm like, you know, not going to do much. And it's just, again, it's not good or bad. It's just like, okay, this is the way that my brain works. I might as well, you know, it would behoove me to do things in an order and in a quantity and an intensity that works for me. So again, it doesn't mean that we should never do the low effort, high dopamine things. It just means that we should do them after we've expended effort for the day. And I have like a list of habits and a list of tasks that I do every day that will get done. Um, and I have to practice them with restraints like sugar, scrolling, um, online shopping, all of those things will always make me feel good, but I must practice them with restraint. I am not somebody that does well with like a lot of those things, even like I'll still find my brain when it comes to like shopping and stuff to like still get tricked into like, and I have a friend that I talk about this with that like the brain is always going to do the tricks. Like I will send her like the juggling man emoji and the little sparkly wand. I'm like, it's going to play the tricks on us. So we might as well become aware of what it does and really get a hold on our motivation and our reward and pursuit and not, and let us control it rather than us being controlled by it. Because I think we've all been there. We're like, we don't need any more clothes. And yet we find ourselves in the search for something. We're like, this is going to be the answer. This is going to be the thing. And then we get the little delicious ping when we put the stuff in the cart. That's where the ping comes from when it comes to shopping, by the way. It's not when it comes here. It's not even when it arrives. It's you searching for it and putting it in the cart this is a process, right? Just like with food and eating and binging, it's like the preoccupation of like, ooh, what am I going to buy? What am I going to eat? It's all the same stuff, the same cycle where we get excited, we are preoccupied with it, then we engage in the behavior. So like eating or putting stuff in the cart and buying it. And then afterwards, it's like not even that interesting to you anymore. And then it arrives and you're like, well, okay, I, I like forgot that I bought this and it isn't doing what I thought it would, which like my brain has tricked me before into thinking like this shirt is going to change your life. Like you're going to have a new life. 
if you wear this shirt or whatever it is. And our brains will do that. Like this, it does the same thing with like vacations or more money or whatever. Like none of those things are the answer. It is regulating yourself in a way that is beneficial to you and then doing the things that will actually make you feel good. Um, this is also why I think that like this is I have an this is why I have an issue with like people talking about diet culture so much and the fact that like you can have a donut. The people will say like you can have a donut at whatever time you want. You can, you should rest all day. You should do all of these things. And I'm like, I actually feel better if I eat a donut after I've worked out or if I eat a donut, if I'm hungry or after a hike. Uh, I also feel better if I like rest after a hard day's work or if I've like earned rest. I just feel better that way. It has nothing to do with like worth or not being allowed to do something. You know that everything that I talk about has to do with like unconditional permission to eat, abundance, um, really truly giving yourself permission to have whatever and from there taking ownership and making honest choices. Um, but I think that the more that we can accept this, that our brains work this way, and in order for us to be in control, control is not a bad thing. If you feel like you're in control, no matter the environment, right? So again, we're going to talk about habits eventually, but I think again, the more acceptance we can have around this of like, okay, I feel better when I put effort into stuff earlier in the day and then do stuff later, um, again, we're all adults. Like we can do whatever we want. We have so many things that are accessible to us, but when it comes down to it, we have to really think, how can I optimize my day? How can I do things in a way that are going to be advantageous to me where I like, I feel like I am the dictator of my life, right? Uh, It's just a fact that we feel better resting after working and we feel better like eating something sugary, let's say after a workout. Do I not do that sometimes? Of course, but it's just a fact. These things are just facts, right? Um, And why I feel better with sugar and my phone when I practice restraint with both of them. Um, This is really about telling yourself the truth about how you operate, how your brain operates, and not seeing it as a life sentence. Like, for example, my partner Shantae, wakes up in the morning and within a minute or two, she's on Instagram and she will stay there for a long time. She's like productive as she's on it, like answering comments and DMs and all of that. But like, that is how she starts her day. And she will scroll a little bit too. And and that really works for her. So her and I have very different brains and mine is more sensitive to these things. She's much more pragmatic and realistic. Um, and I just know that like, I can't, I can't do that. And it is not a good or bad thing. It's just, again, accepting the way that you are. And then more importantly, like doing the things that you know you need to do in order to absolutely feel your best and not feel like you are at the whim of your actions. So the action step here would really be to, in your own life, kind of separate your activities of what are the high effort, high dopamine things in my life that I do. And I think it's normal to feel resistance towards them. That is totally normal. Uh, But knowing that they do make you feel better, if you will feel better, if dopamine is superseded by effort, 
And then your own examples of low effort, high dopamine stuff, again, done later in the day and practiced with restraint. Restraint is not a bad thing. I don't know why we have gotten into this place. And I I think I know because it's like a good selling point, like, oh, you can just like do whatever you want. And all these things. This is why I talk so much about honesty and ownership because I do talk about unconditional permission to eat, but that we also have to practice restraint with that and have some sort of like self-control and practice um, delayed gratification. So again, I know that this is a lot, uh, but I think it can be life-changing if practice and it can also give you explanation as to like why you might feel like shit if you're not doing some of these things or participating in too many low effort, high dopamine activities. So I'm happy to be back on the podcast. I am grateful to you for being here and listening. There are hundreds of you that listen every single week and I am so grateful. If you haven't said hi to me, please send me a DM on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I truly mean that. I really love when you all reach out and say hi and it just really means so much to me and I do get back to every single DM. I think I had a couple that were like in that weird folder, Um, but I try to get back to every single person and have a conversation and also learn about you, like who you are and what you do and what your goals are and all of those things. But anyway, I hope you all have a great rest of your day or night or whatever time it is. I'm grateful for you for tuning in as always, and I will talk to you the next time. Thank you so much for listening to Wise. If you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.